Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode or podcast, whatever you want to call it, of the Sporting 160 EN podcast number 15. Um, I'm joined here by the great Steph. Steph, how are you doing, bro? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a while since we've done uh, our little podcasts, and um, I missed it, to tell the truth. Um, but I'm doing great. Uh, I was in Portugal for, for 19 days. I got to watch the Sporting Live for my first time ever. Uh, it was very exciting. I watched the uh, the, the game of a presentation uh, against Olympique Marseille. Um, so it was an awesome, awesome experience. I got to meet some uh, some great people. Now I, I know what they eat the febres and they drink the superbox. Uh, <laughs> yeah. about, about some stuff. Um, I'm just going to quickly tell you guys a, a little funny story. I, I went to uh, Upavian Jean Rocha, and then I was standing in line, which I thought it was a Loja Verde. And then it was like sunny. The sun was hitting me and my son. I'm like, God damn, why is it taking so long to get into Loja Verde? <laughs> I mean, they're selling everything. And then all of a sudden, um, a police officer was actually in charge of uh, letting people in. They let us in. And I was going inside the pavilion. And guess what? I got to meet the four captains of the four modalities, and I saw the, the actual cup that they won in volleyball, hockey patins, futsal, and uh, um, what's the other one? Um, and, uh, what's the fourth one? Volleyball, futsal, hockey patins. What am I forgetting? The, the fourth one. Some help, guys. You can remember the other one? No. Okay. And uh, so I, I took pictures with all the captains, shook their hands next to the cup. It was just amazing. I was, I was not expecting that, you know. So the, the, that was it. So the atmosphere was, was amazing. Loved it. But I'm doing well. So let's introduce Patrick now. Yeah, so... Um... Some some of you may know from may may know me from the Simply Football podcast, which obviously um has been discontinued. Um uh but um I'm very happy to be here uh tonight, obviously, Sunday night with a with a win for sporting on the first day. So um yeah, looking forward to the show and once again, uh thanks for having me on. Oh no, you were more than welcome. Um thank you for accepting the invitation. Hey Danny, are you are you back, Danny? I think we lost Danny. Uh, I see him, but okay. So let's move on with the show with uh, you and I, Patrick. Um, okay. So basically, we'll be talking about today's game, which uh, was against uh, uh, Muraydes, and uh, we won three-one uh, away. Um, so let let's talk about the lineup. Um, so I'm getting the hello? lineup. Hello? Hey, what's up, buddy? We lost Sorry, you for a second. I think my, yeah, I think something went down. Sorry about that. No, it's cool, man. Uh, I mean, <laughs> okay, so you're back. So I was about to go uh, over the lineup. Oh, before we do that, let's uh, talk a little preseason. Okay, go ahead. Um, just because uh, I know you're going to make some great points on the preseason, uh, as you made earlier. Just to run through it, our first game uh, was in Switzerland against Neuchâtel Chamax. Um, we we lost 2-1 to them. Uh, and then we faced Nice also over in Switzerland, beat them 1-0, and then finished off that Switzerland 
campaign sort of thing. Uh, 4-1 against um, Stad Uchi. Uh, we came home, Jogo Presentação. I believe you were there, stuff against uh, uh, Olympic Marseille. Mm -hmm. We tied 1-1. Just before that, uh, there was a closed game at Alkshit. We lost 2-1 to, to Marfa. And then we ended up losing 2-1 against Istoril. And then last preseason game, we tied 1-1 against Am uh, Empoli for the Violinus, uh, for the Trofelsink um, Violinus. Uh, Patrick, just real quick, what do you what did you think of preseason? Um, dislikes, likes of it. Just run us through it real quick. Your thoughts? Um, well, it was always going to be a tricky one, obviously, with everything that's happening um, off the field and with the managerial changes as well. Pizzo coming in um, at a time where probably a lot of fans didn't expect uh, that to happen. We never knew what was going to happen. Mialovic came in charge, and uh, and we thought that was that, but obviously. Um, that change happens and then the players have to adapt to, to, to what's in front of them. Um, and with that comes adhering to uh, Pozzo's ideas, which I think um, was always going to be tricky and it's proving to be uh, tricky right now. We've had a few good moments, uh, against, for example, against the likes of Nice and Marseille, where I really think um, the Sporting's looked at their best, but there has obviously been other other games and obviously I can't comment for the games behind closed doors but the results weren't there um, uh, so one can only imagine that there are difficulties um, in sporting patching uh, certain things up and really uh, clicking under Pozzato. Um but you know as I said it's, it's been such a, a turbulent time for the club and uh, lots of changes have happened in and around it it, it, it will be uh, difficult um, to to, to create that picture and so it will take time and we saw a little bit of that today again against uh, Moreirens so um, you know, it's, diff it's it's hard to be super critical about it um, so we just have to take it you know as it comes yeah for sure uh, Steph what did you think of the preseason well the preseason that's all it is it's a preseason that's when I don't mind Sporting losing, actually, because that's when the, the coach uh, is, is testing different players, different tactics. I don't, I don't understand why fans get, uh, you know, uh, a little bit like too, too concerned when uh, we lose against uh, uh, the second division team like Mafra. To me, it's not a big deal because Josep Pizzeiro, he just, he began the preseason late. He had to revamp the whole uh, schedule. Uh, he, he he just met the players. Um, the uh, the coaching staff was totally different. The players didn't know them. The coaching staff didn't know the players. So everything takes time for the chemistry for the team to start gelling. So when is he going to make uh, the uh, experiences? When is he going to test the team? It's the preseason. So I never, I really don't really judge the team at the preseason stage because that's when mistakes uh, they're supposed to happen. That's when he's supposed to, to play different tactics, different players. Um, so the preseason, I just don't didn't like it because logistically it was poorly done, but it's not Pizzetti's fault. It's the situation of the club that we're in because of the attack, the uh, the academy. Everything was delayed. Uh, we have a a president for another month. Sosa Sintri 
you know, he's there temporarily. So everything was very messy from the get-go. Um, and I, I think under the circumstances, Brzee did the best he could. The players did the best they could. I mean, we're still waiting for we st- we waited for Bas Dust until when? A couple of weeks ago. That's when we found out he was coming back, like Bataglia, like Brun Fernandes. So everyone came back really late, and but we expecting them to be in full rhythm. They can be in full rhythm. We'll talk about the game today's game, but the preseason is just that a preseason. So we. I don't. I don't care about the trophies that we lost in the preseason. I don't care about that. That's trophies. Don't that don't mean anything. If you go to record, it, it says Palmares. You click on it. The trophies in the in the preseason they don't show up. So I can care less about the preseason. Uh, but now they need to get better, of course. And today, today was the beginning of the preseason, actually. But it's now it's serious games. And that's when Pizzo now will will play the, the the players he trusts the most, and that's all I gotta say about the uh, the preseason. Yeah, quickly just for me to throw in my own two cents. Uh, the only thing I think that I, I agree with you. I don't care. I can care less if we win or lose in the preseason. Um, funny enough, I seen pretty like some good highlights during this during the preseason. We got to see a bit more of Matush Pereira playing. Uh, Wendell was a good surprise, Lumor, etc. Um, so in terms of the, of, you know, the game, it was fine. I think, or tactics, it was decent. I, I think the only problem with me was the cancellation of so many games. I, I think, um, the administration, I don't know their thing. I know, I understand that some, some people were saying that they were doing that because they felt like the team wasn't ready. So it was better for morale to not play games for a week than to play games, lose, and then have to. I mean, that didn't necessarily do much because the results wasn't there. And again, like you said, it doesn't matter. It's preseason about the results. Um, that was just frustrating for me to see so many so many canceled games. I mean, the the, the Cinque went from Genoa to Nap to Empoli. Um, the the Jogo Presentação wasn't there. We were supposed to play PSV. We didn't. Fenerbahce, we didn't. It, it, was, it was frustrating in that sense. But um, whatever it happened, I hope the Sporting Board or Whoever comes in learns from the, their mistakes this season, or this preseason, and um, you know next preseason's a lot better than this one. Um, all right, let's start with the game today. I'll go through the starting lineup. We had Salan and Net instead of Viviano, who got injured um, on the warm-ups to the game. Uh, we had Ristovski at right back, Sebastian Kwatz and Mathieu at center backs, and Jefferson at left back. We had Petrovic and Bataglia in the midfield. Then we had Nani, Bruno Fernandes, and Acuña in the attacking midfield slots. And then we had Bas Dost as striker. Um, Steph, take us through the game. What did you think of it? Um, all that good stuff. Well, um, like expected, the team was rusty. Um, I was expecting that personally. Um, I, I saw the whole game. I made it right on time. Um one one twenty five. I got home, turned on the TV, and I'm like, "Great, I'm gonna watch the whole game." Um, but it's it's Mudeides. It's not an easy easy team. I'm not expecting too many teams to go to Mudeides and actually win. Um, so and we won. So last year we tied one one. 
People forget that. But we tied one one in Budapest. This year we won three one. It was not the most beautiful game. I, I'll admit that. We could do much better. But for for a team that had such a shitty preseason, we just spoke about that. It was not that bad. Um, we have to stop exaggerating. Sporting Gishes can they they have to stop exaggerating. I hate that. Seriously, I hate that. We're too demanding when when we can be. We have to be more understandable than demanding at this point in time of uh, the first jornada of the Liga Nos. Um, the, the team will get better. The quality is there. Uh, Bruno Fernandes was the MVP and well-deserved. Bas Dost, again, he scored two goals today. Amazing. Uh, I like the performances of Bataglia as well, but you could see he lacks of rhythm. Uh, the two substitutions were amazing. Uh, right on. Giovanni and uh, Rafinha coming in gave a, a different speed to Sporting. Um, and, and you know what? If Rafinha doesn't start now, I'm pretty sure that in a couple of games he will start because this guy is really good. Um, so we lost Justin Martins. We know the reasons why. We don't have to go talk about that because he'll just get people upset. But Rafinha is actually a, a good a good substitution for, for Justin Martins. So... Um, I love those two kids. Uh, Mateus Pereira, I was expecting him to be in the game. He wasn't. But um, whatever Pizzeiro said to him, maybe he's got a point. You got to give it all when, when you're practicing. Uh, but the game itself, um, I really I really like the chemistry. Yes, we have room for improvement. And we will get there. So it's just uh, to, to all the Spartan geeses that listen to us, just be patient. Uh, this is actually... The, the first like actual preseason game, the, these plays playing 90, min, 90 minutes. Um, in the preseason games, each player plays only 45 minutes. In the second half, it's a brand new team. So, so yeah. let, let, let's be patient and our team will get there. Um, a lot of people were expecting Sporting to lose today. I know that for a fact. And we won, and we won. So it's a good thing. The next game will be against Stubel at home. And Stubel, they won as well to nothing. So I'm pretty sure that um, uh, we'll be right on track. We'll be fighting for the title. And I'm, I'm excited for Rafinha, Giovanni, Mateus Pereira. We have a lot of youth, a lot of good players. And um, even though today wasn't a great game, but we did the most important thing, which was winning, and we got the three points. You have to converse That's it. Yeah, for for sure, for sure. Uh, Patrick, same as you, take us through the game and your thoughts of it, but also take us through the starting lineup. Uh, what was your initial reaction to it? How do you think we did overall? Um, weak links, strong points, all of that good stuff. Yeah, so... Um... Yeah, to, to 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 go back to the to the whole situation. Obviously, Sporting haven't had the, the best of preparations, and Pozzato, um, you know, clearly outlined that this would be a tricky game, and all he had his eyes on was was a victory. And at the end of the day, that's what he got. That's what we've got, and um, we can't complain too much at that. Um, you know, it's always good to get your season off to a winning start as well. So, um, you know, we, we, we we'll take that. Um, but you know, generally, obviously, um, l like many, I wasn't too impressed with 
um, with the display. Um, and uh, I, th I think mainly the reasons for that, and I think this this goes deeper than just the players, um, you know, not not adhering fully to Pizzo's, uh work yet, or, or, or all the trouble that's gone in pre-season. I think one of Sporting's main issues um, lies in the midfield, and where we've lost a pivotal. A player like Williams, someone who can receive the ball on a half turn uh, in midfield and, and make the ball circulate a lot quicker. Um, we're just not able to do that anymore. And I think Petrovic is someone who tends to um, hide a little more or he plays plays the ball a little bit safer. Uh, and, and and when you have a player that does that, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not his fault. He's playing to his strengths and, and not being silly with the ball. But when you have um, those limitations is very difficult to then you know progress up the field and play a vertical pass and break a team like Morelos down who you know came up against Sporting today first game of the season and, and were well up for um, trying to take some points off us. I think that'll be I think that's the trickiest um, puzzle that Pozzadel, uh will have to sort out um, between now and the end of the transfer window. I think Sporting definitely needs someone in there who can partner uh, Bertaglia or the new boy Storaro for example someone who can um, be a little bit more creative from deep and at the same time allow the likes of Bruno Fernandes and, um, and Nani Mateus Pereira, Rafinha, whoever you want, uh, allow the creators to stay a little um, more forward in the final third and, and then create their magic from there I think that's the missing link from um, Sporting's play right now um, with regards to the other other players in the lineup, um, what one one change I would like to see is um, Acuna left back. I think um, not only not only would that allow for um, someone like Rafinha, who I who I've been very impressed with, especially last season uh, for Guimarães. Not only would it allow for him to come in, or maybe Matheus Pereira or Jovan Cabral, who did very well today. Um, but I think Acuna is a player who I've I've, I've said. Um, throughout last season. I think he's a player who's he's very energetic, but technically he's not as gifted as the likes of Nani and, and Rafinha. So I, I think he's someone, he's very traditional. And, and in a modern day football, I think that, that sort of player is more suited to a wing-back role, a little bit like he does for Argentina. So that's, uh, uh, that's something I'd like to see. I'd also like to see um, Bazeiro be a little bit more um, lenient and accepting of a player like Vendel. I think a midfield mm -hmm. f f for this situation, for what we had today, I think a midfielder Vendel, Bataglia, and Bruno Fernandes um, probably would have worked out better as a collective um, for Sporting going forwards. Other than that, I think um, you know the, the team is pretty much sorted. We've got a good battle on the right between Rostovsky and Bruno Gaspar. I think they're two solid right backs, and uh, I think we're okay there. The centre backs are the same. Matteo Coates, we know how good they are. Mm. Um, and you know, I'm sure in time Viviano will get his chance to impress in goal as well. And so, generally, I think everything's all right um, with the lineup. You just got to figure out um, who comes into midfield and and rearrange the wings a little bit more. I think. I agree with you 100 percent. Actually, <clears throat> um, I think Wendell, even Mizic would have done uh, would have done a job. I think a bit better than than Petrovic. Um, it, it again leaves me asking questions as to why we loaned out Pelina and kept Petrovic. I don't, I don't see. I'm not saying 
Pelina's amazing by any by any stretch of the imagination. I do think he has a lot to work on his game as well. But um, from what I've seen of Petrovic, I think maybe he would have done a bit better defensively or just in general um, in his play. I think he's better on his feet. Um, but again, I agree with you. I definitely Pizzedo has to go into maybe the transfer market and 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 resolve that center that midfielder spot, seeing as Struaro came to us injured. Um, or finding some sort of solution from this from this team that he has, because we do also have a lot of players that still need to be sold, uh, like Matilde Oliveira, like Ryan Gauld. Um, there's a few more that's that's leaving my head right now. Uh, we have a lot of players, or Castanangos or whatever his name is, Dumbia. Um, Dumbia. There's there's still a lot of things to needed to be resolved. Um, I just I don't think that this eleven that he gave out today. Um, was the best 11 we can put out. Like you also said, Patrick, uh, Acuna at left back, I think, would do much better of a job than Jefferson. Um, not that Jefferson was necessarily terrible today, but uh, I think we've seen Jefferson over the years put in a lot better of a performance. Even last year at Braga, he had, you know, really good m- moments starting off, and then he sort of, you know, fell off towards the end of the season. I think maybe age is getting to him. Um and no, let's 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 be fair and square though. If we're gonna talk about defender, Jefferson was was not his best game, but Stefan Ritovsky he made some crucial mistakes well, too. And sure. and Machu as well. I mean the, the most solid defender we had today was Coates. Coates. But I agree. You know, I mean Coates Coates a certain sport a certain time was even running up a bit more, sort of playing as like a center defensive midfielder because Petrovic was sort of nullified there he didn't do much the, the only thing with Mathieu I think Mathieu had to you know cover up Jefferson's tracks quite a few times uh this game today in my opinion at least yeah Petrovic uh, is very limited we all know that I don't know why people why coaches keep him they miss they must see something he does in practices but everyone sees it. It's just like um, Pinheiro, Talin, faz merda nenhuma. Everybody <laughs> sees that. But Pizeiro likes him, I guess. I don't know why. And uh, JJ liked him too. So, I mean, he's played the center back and he did okay. Maybe that's why they save him for that position. But uh, like Patrick said, he's not a William Carvalho at all. At all. No. He's got no vision. But go ahead, man. I didn't mean to cut you. No, 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 not at all. No, I agree with you exactly that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I hear. Um, I, I don't know if maybe you guys can say uh, if it's true or not. I heard that Matilj uh, Matilj Pereira wasn't on the bench because of uh, yellow card accumulation from last season from Shavs. That's that's what they that's what said. I heard. Yeah, but the response that Pazel gave on the uh, conference for was, sure, and we'll get different. into that. We'll yeah. get into that later yeah, okay. on. Okay. Um, let's talk about moments in the game. Let's start off. I, I think it was the fifth minute, sixth minute. When did they score? Sixth minute. Uh, Tavaj went through, through Salen's legs. How did you guys see that moment? Do you think we could have done something better? Were we asleep? Were they just too good for us? No, that was a great cross from the right side. And then uh, Ritovsky was caught sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, that's simple as that. That, simple as that. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, I mean, Bruno Fernandes' goal was good. The penalty, Patrick. We'll take it off to you. Clear cut penalty, debatable. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, I think it's a penalty. Of um, there's obviously 
it's one of those where you do have to see one or two times uh, just to be sure. But I think it's clear. Eriberto Tavares um, comes from comes from behind. He gets an arm on Javon uh, Cabral, and then with his left foot, I believe, um, makes clear contact with uh, Cabral and takes him down. And it was clumsy from uh, this man. And um, yeah, clear penalty for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then there was the third goal. Bas Dost easily chips over the goalie like it was nothing. Beautiful ball from Bruno Fernandes. Um, I don't want to phrase the question like this, but are they forgiven? Are, are Bruno Fernandes and, and Bas Dost forgiven? You asking me? Uh, Both of you. Like, chime yeah, in, guys. Yeah. So, Whatever your opinions are, chime in. I'll, I'll go first. I mean, it's a, it's a sore subject. We all know that. But at least For they sure. came back. At least they came back, you know. They they yeah. came back. They 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 got a new contract, and I don't care what people say, but they came back. We had people from uh, from our academy. They grew up in our academy as kids, like Rui Patricio, like Justin Martins, like Rafael Leão. I mean. Enough said. These guys came back and they're not from uh, Formasan Sporting. Those three names I just mentioned, they were from the Formasan Sporting. If people want to be like upset, be upset at Rui Patricio, Jose Martins, and um, Podens, and Rafael Leão. That's the people you should be upset about. Yes, I forgave them a long time ago. Ooh, Bruno Fernandes, I forgave him because he came back, he gave his reasons, and I accepted it, me personally. Bas Dost, why would people be upset about Bas Dost? He's the one, the one with the broken head. Come on. He didn't have to come back. He came back and he gave his reasons. And me, I accepted his reasons. He's, he's forgiven. Of course he's forgiven. Because I'm upset. I'm pissed about this. And I'll say it again and again and again. I'll say it maybe 15 times in this podcast. Because people forget that. These four guys, they were from a Formasan Sporting, champions in under-15, under-17, under-19. We never thought they would do it do it to us, and they did it to us. So be upset at these four people. Don't be upset at Bruno Fernandes, and don't be upset at the Bas Dost, because they could have gone the other way easily, but they accepted to come back and handle all the pressure that we're giving them, all the criticism that we're giving them. So... I value those two two individuals for coming back, and I applaud them because they have a strong character, and uh, it, they just needed some time to think about the whole thing and speak with their families, and they spoke about their families, and obviously they came back, and people uh, they still say because of money and this and that, you know maybe it was, but they still came back, and those four the Upodens, Rafael Leão. Rui Patricio, you just Martins, the from Sound Sporting, they never came back, they just left us. E são, e eram Sportingistas, e não sei que da formação, e os melhores não sei mais que, but they didn't come back. So I'll be pissed at those four individuals. Yes, I, for, I forgive them. Five individuals. So you, Five. Okay. <laughs> I think the PR. I think the PR. I think the PR, yeah. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, there's not much more to add to that. Obviously, with the DOS situation, it was, um, in my in my eyes, understandable um, that that he would walk away. And perhaps he's the only one. It should this go to court? He, perhaps he would have been the only one that mm-hmm. um, would have had the best case to, to 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 do what he did, which was 
rescind the contract. So with mm. Dost, I have no, no um, you know, no, no hard feelings at all. And even with Bruno Fernandes uh, coming back now, you know, it's it's counterproductive for us um, to, to to be, you know, um, waiting on a bad moment from Bruno Fernandes to then say, you see, uh, and start throwing stuff his way. You know, he's here. He's here now at at, at Sporting. Um, clearly today you saw you saw um, the effort he put in um, with another big performance and you know he's here he's he's here to fight for the club and um, when when it's like that you just got to go um, with a player till the end and then um, whatever happens after um, um, we'll, we'll leave it to them but for now the focus is on Bruno Fernandes um, being a sporting player and every sporting player I think deserves um, our support. A hundred percent. I agree with both of you. However, should Bruno Fernandes get the captaincy? Should he should he have the armband when Nani is is subbed off? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so because um, you know if you look at the sporting team, I don't think there is that many big characters like that to to take it on. I think the only one outside mm-hmm. Bruno Fernandes and Nani, um, in my opinion, is Coates. Um, uh, but you know. Really, with the amount of players that we've lost, we're talking about Patricio uh, okay. and, and William. You know, it's it's not it's not um, how do you say it? it's rare for you to lose you know, your captain and your vice captain in one go. Yeah. Uh, so you know, the, and obviously when we're talking about a team that's very um, perhaps fragile or or, or a little um, insecure mentally. I think Bruno Fernandes is someone who who's coming back in and he's clearly very confident in his ability and he's always he's never hit hidden on the field so I think it makes sense for Bruno Fernandes to be um right up there on the pecking order and I think he'll 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 show this season um in just how much of a leader he can be. No, I I agree too because uh you want a captain that knows being a captain is just not being, you know, being a captain, you have to or know. Being there the longest, yeah, yeah, exactly. That it shouldn't be the decision making. Um, being a captain is you a leader in uh, the locker room. You know how to talk to referees. If you have to talk to one of your uh, fellow soccer players, they listen to you. Uh, position somebody else where they're supposed to be positioned. So. A captain is also kind of uh, an assistant coach on the pitch. So, uh, so Brun, Brun Fernandes has those kind of skills. He's smart. You could tell. So, yeah, I totally agree that Brun Fernandes should be, should be one of the uh, captains. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the way they chosen, it's uh, among the team. Um, they vote for most of the times. Um, hmm. So... I don't know if it was Pizzeto. Sometimes it's the coach that designates who will be the captain and the sub-captains and all that. But most of the time, it's the team. In one of the practices, they say, okay, let's vote for our for our captains. And then they usually they pick, what, four, four like one captain and three vice captains? Usually, yeah. Usually yeah, four. That, sometimes they'll just limit it to just captain and vice captain. I've seen, like, other teams having third vice captain sort of thing. Yeah, um, I've seen that, depends. too. Yeah. But that, but that's why you need someone on the pitch that could, knows how to talk to the referees, that the referees respect. You know what I mean? Being a captain now, nowadays, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of weight. So if you have uh, Petrovic as a captain, uh, 
You know, it has it has to be someone that understands the Portuguese league, knows how to speak Portuguese. It helps a lot with the referees. Um, so I, I agree that Bruno Fernandes should be one of the vice captains. I I don't mind him so much taking the captaincy, but it's just that when you have Quatch on the field, especially a guy who who stuck through it, even Mathieu, who's had who has the experience that he has playing in the, one of the best teams in the world, playing in the best leagues in the world. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's a Champions League winner. I, I think, you know, between one of them two, I think should have maybe gotten it. If they're, they're, if they're not on the field, then okay, I, I, Bruno Fernand should get it. Um, he, I mean, he's slowly winning me back. I know I'm probably sounding bitter and, and petty over here, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I Just for as of right now, I'm not a huge fan of, of seeing Bruno Fernandes with the captaincy. But to be fair, if he plays like he does today every every game, I, there's nothing much I can say. I can't really criticize the guy. Um, uh, let me see. Let me see. What else can we... Oh, uh, Salah came in, did a wonderful job, has to, has to be said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we now have, you know, Salah, Hernan, Ribeiro, who we just signed for Mistoril. We have Viviano, who we've seen for the most part in, in preseason. Uh, we also have Luis Max, but I don't, I don't think he'll really have a, a say in any of this. But of those three, uh, I guess who, who would you have, especially after this game in consideration, who would you really have a starter? Because Salen made a good case for himself. Maybe he shouldn't be leaving after all. What do you guys think? Uh, for me, I, I'd still stick with um, Viviano based on the bits that I've seen from him in the Italian league. And it, it, he's got a, a good CV behind him as well in terms of clubs that he's represented. Um, I, I think he, he, given time, he's obviously been very unfortunate. He's had uh, one or two mistakes in pre-season and then obviously comes into the first game of the season and he he picks up this injury. Um, but I, I do think in time he, he, he'll he'll... Get the opportunity to prove his worth and and um, cement himself as the number one. I think he is a cut above uh, Salan um, and uh, Hernan. Um, and of that situation, obviously, it's, it's unusual for a team to have um, four goalkeepers. Usually, it's three. I do think it perhaps makes more sense um, to cut Salan out, um, right. which I think would be a shame because obviously, you know, for us that have followed Sporting. Um, during this past season, we know how much of a character uh, Salan is in uh, in a dressing room and from the touchline. So it's it's always sad to to potentially see someone like that go. But you know, with the situation that Sporting's in, having signed Hernan, uh, uh, I think that's probably the most likely option is to get rid of Salan. Agreed, uh, Steph. What about you? Me, I would keep Salah. Salah knows the knows the Portuguese really well, and um, I'm, I think it's a mistake to get rid of him. Um, and if I'm the coach, I'm gonna stick with Salah. Uh, he showed me today I could count on him uh, for a full ninety minutes. He, he made some amazing saves, and uh, Viviano would have to wait for his opportunity. That's the way it is in the uh, as a professional footballer. If somebody takes your spot, now you got to wait and then get to get it back. That's me. But I'm just a guy in, uh, in Delaware in the United States. So, <laughs> But I would keep Salah. 
you you guys saw it today. His performance was great, and he's a great leadership. He's got one thing that he's better than Rui Patricio. He releases the ball a lot faster. Rui Patricio loved to hold on to the ball. Salah is better with his feet too, and he releases the ball quite quite faster. Uh, and and that's it. I would keep him. I wouldn't sell him. The only thing that I, I, I liked Salah, and, and especially after today, I like him even a bit more. The only thing that really pisses me off is, unless he's not doing it in training, why would we, you know, go out and... I think Vivian was our starter. The, the only thing is, why would we go out and, and grab a guy like Renan Ribeiro? Mind you, I haven't seen a lot of him from Ishtudil. Um to be, to be honest, you know, when I did see him, it was against Sporting or against the big three and he didn't really stand out in my eyes or anything like that. So I, I, the, the only thing that's frustrating is we have a guy like Salant, like you said, good leadership, knows the league well. He's played in Maritimo for several years. He, he's a, a safe backup in, in, a, in the sense that we know he can still do a job for us when coming in. It's sort of annoying that, that we still went out and, and wasted money on another, on another goalkeeper. Um, but who knows? Maybe Renan will come in and, and shut me up. Um, another player we're going to quickly focus on is uh, the return of Nani, our captain, it seems, for this season. Um, Patrick, how did you think Nani did on his third return to Avalad? Or to, to Sporting, I should say. Um, I was more excited with what was to come, um, with what he showed in the game against Marseille. I thought he was very good then. And, and, and we know that um, uh, Nani... Um, you know he's a quality player, um, but it, the doubt in my mind is what kind of nanny are we going to get this season? Obviously, he's uh, around the thirty mark in terms of age, and um, he's had one or two tricky years uh, out in Spain and and Italy. So it's it when when a player is getting to that stage of his career and football, the the amount of football he plays is uh, getting shorter and shorter. It's it's a very it could be very tricky. Um, for him, but obviously he's someone who we know has quality and um, can definitely be useful um, coming into the season. Um, but my fear with Nani is that he blocks, um, you know, an avenue for for a guy like Rafinha or even Matheus Pereira purely because you know his name is Nani and he's he's been at sport, he's played for Sporting um, um, during two stints. He's is a boy from the academy. Um, that that's my that that's my big fear is that he plays on on the basis of his status. Um, when um, I think other players like Rafinha could perhaps add um, something different and and something more useful to Sporting in this moment in time. But we'll see. I think um, it, it's good to have him around, especially in the situation that Sporting's in. Um, he's a good character um, uh, to, to have in the dressing room, um, and for sure. It, I think he'll help more than uh, he, he he'll harm us if if Bezado, um or whoever's manager um, in the month's time incorrectly. I yeah I agree with you a hundred percent actually, um, especially like for somebody like Jovan Cabral to look up to uh, the, the the career that Nani's had. I even see similarities in their games. Um, you know they're they're both more you know rather than an eye for goal they're more both wingers trying to look for the assist, uh, both tricky wingers. I think definitely he'll, he'll help us more than, than he'll harm us. Uh, Steph, what did you make of our, our new captain's uh, game today, Nani? 
Well, Nani, you know, um, his, his career speaks for himself. Um, again, today was just the first game of the season, uh, a, a game away. Uh, he, he played okay. Um, he, he wasn't like super like, wow, but he, he, uh, he, he held his own. Um, he played well. He made the team play well. Um, I'm not expecting him to play 90 minutes every game. Um, I think he's he's going to be the player that he'll be subbed around 70, 75 minutes when the team needs to be refreshed. Like Patrick said, and you said, he's getting older. So that that's expected of him. But will it be important to us? Yes, it's a long season. It's four competitions. So I'm pretty sure he's going to shine um, crossing balls with those deadly passes and uh, indirect kicks. Um, you know, we just need to give it some time. Nani hasn't played with uh, with his teammates for a long time. The team is not gelling yet. It takes time for, for the chemistry to kick in between him, Bruno Fernandes, him, Bataglia, him, Basdost, Acuna, Petrovic, you know. Uh, so with time, he, he'll, he's going to get more comfortable with his teammates. And then that's when we see the chemistry kicking in. And, and that's when we'll see Nani, uh, um, you know, play like like he has played before. Um, but I'm very happy he's back. His leadership, like you said, Giovanni Cabral is going to learn a lot with him. Even Rafinha is going to learn yeah. a lot with him. So... He's, um, Mateus Pereira as well. All the youngsters, really. Mateus Pereira. Mateus Pereira is going to play a lot of games. You know, uh, he has to give it all at practice. That's all. The no lugar cativos. Aqui no lugar cativos. You want to play? Give it all at practice. And Pizarro, I like Pizarro in that aspect. If you give me all at practice, if you listen to me, I'm the coach. I'll call you. If not, ficas no banco. But that's it. A hundred percent. And just to transition sort of to our last topic, um, this sort of um, uh, uh, Matos Pereira, Giuseppe Pizarro sort of debacle during the game. Uh, Matos Pereira tweeted, Tem coisas que não dá para entender, resta torcer da, branca- da bancada. Basically saying, you know, there's certain things I don't understand, um, you know, but whatever, I have to, you know, um, root for the team here on the uh, 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 on the sideline. Um, and then Giuseppe Pizarro, uh, I'll just read it in Portuguese. I hope everybody understands. Se está chateado, é bom expressá-lo nas redes sociais, é que não concordo tanto. Temos jogadores com talento e a tarefa do treinador é ensinar e colocar o talento em campo com os compromissos e determinações quando ele não comprem e não dão esta resposta, podem ficar de fora. Listen, I'm going to come out and say I'm not a huge José Peseiro fan. Uh, but for him taking the stance, I love it. Um, especially the fact that I've been sick and tired of of, of our um, our use of social media in this club, whether it's players, whether it's anything. I've been sick and tired of almost every one of them. You know, whether it's people, you know, congratulating uh, uh, Rafael Leon and, and Jelson for backstabbing us. Simply, you know, send them a text if you're really their friends. You know, you don't have to post everything on Instagram or on fucking Twitter. Um, I think, I think, uh, even Mateus, I like the kid. I, I wanted him to play. I was frustrated that he wasn't even on the bench. Um, of course, now we hear it's disciplinary reasons, but nonetheless, I was upset. 
Um, so I can only imagine him. But don't take this shit onto Twitter. Don't, you know, because you're going down a route that it, it, it isn't beneficial for you. It's not beneficial for anybody. Uh, and then I think this team has been through enough drama in the past few months that we don't need another, you know, we don't need now a new one of player versus coach. Um, Steph, uh, you spoke a little bit about it, but what did you think of this move from Giuseppe Zaidu or and the, also from Matos Pereira? No, I, you know, I, I, like you said, Giuseppe Zaidu was nobody's first choice. I mean, let's 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 get the uh, the elephant in the room. You know, I mean. Nobody wanted to say but you know what? He's our coach now, so now we have to support him. as As a sporting fan, what what we what's our role? Our role is to support our team. So, so Josep Pizarro is our coach. We have to support him now, one hundred percent. So, as a coach, I love that. If 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 you're not giving it at all at practice, why would you expect to be called for 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 the game? I don't get that. I mean, I played I played soccer in my life. I mean, in high school, nothing, you know, as big as Sporting, of course not. But it was the same deal, the same basis. You 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 show me what you got in practice, then I'll call you for the game. If you amigo, you're not gonna be called for the game. So I'm with uh, Giuseppe Zed on this one, one hundred percent. Uh, I didn't like that Matheus Pereira used the social media. I think that's very childish, uh, very immature, and irresponsible. Um, you talk to your coach. Keep it internal. Why yeah. put it out uh, out there in the, in the media? Because you know, record of all of you joke, they love that kind of shit. You know, they love that because they'll twist it. And then they'll linger with this for a whole week. This whole week, that's all we're going to listen to now. And I, I hate that. Like you said, we have enough confusion in our club. We don't need another one, another yeah. dilemma, you know. Um, and that, that, that's why I got to say, my, I stand behind Giuseppe Zaido at 100%. Agreed. And finally, Patrick, thoughts, anything you want to share as well about the um, Zaido Matosh? Yeah, so obviously it's, it's never smart to, to bring in-house problems out in 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 public like Matosh did and... Um, I think Pizzo was right to to stand his ground in, in that sort of situation, and um, at the same time, um, what he did was was send praise to some of the other players that did get the opportunity to to, to uh, show their worth today, and and that's always um, that's always good because you're not just sending a message to one player, sending mm-hmm. and the message to to everyone else in the squad mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. about the situation. You know, it's it's difficult to pick sides for me because. Um, We've seen what Matilge has done in pre-season and with, with everything considered, I think Matilge, in my opinion, has been one of the, the, the bright um, the bright lights of, of this sporting team. So, of course, from that perspective, I would, would have liked to have seen Matilge um, uh, at least be included in the squad. I think on the basis of his performances, um, he's deserved that. I can't comment on, on what's happened in training and um, I think no one, none of us really know what, what's happened in training. It, it may not even be a case of uh, Matilge, um showing a lack of effort. It might just be a, a tactical preference of Pizzo for this specific game and, and whatnot. Um, but um, you know, as as we've um, as we've said, I think Matilge, uh, in this instance, he's right to be angry if 
because he's played so well. But um, to have that outburst um, online is never smart. And um, for that, I commend Pozzello for, for, for clamping down on it. And it's unusual as well for Pozzello because he's a manager who, even in his best years, uh, if we reflect back to the 2005 times when he was first at Sporting, you know, the football was amazing. But I think his biggest weakness... Um, the biggest weakness that was levelled at him was that he's not a big enough character and he, he really struggles to tame um, players when they get out of line. And he's had moments like that everywhere he's gone, whether it be at, at Porto or even at Braga. Um, yep. So so for, for him to say that in public it, for himself, it's a, it's a very big step. Um, but, you know, it, it, it was something that was necessary at the time. And But hopefully we, we can put this um, behind us now and focus on next game, hopefully with Matheus Pereira in the squad as well. Um, and, you know, just just go ahead and look forward to hopefully bagging another victory. Hey, don't get me wrong. I love Matheus Pereira. Yeah. I, I love the kid, but he, he, he has to be respectful to his coaching staff and he has to wait for his opportunity. Because Jovan Cabral today gave us the game, for yep. example. Yeah. Rafinha scored 15 goals for Guimarães, and he was sitting on the bench, and then he came in and he made the difference. Yep. So they must have been upset too. Rafinha used to start Guimarães every single game. And, yeah. uh, you know, and Matheus Predi did great at Chaves. He scored seven goals. I understand that. Great, great performances. But you can just expect to be treated like like a crack if you're not behaving like a crack. Yeah. See, for me, I just wonder whether Mateus Pereira has come in and obviously Mateus knows um, the other players around him inside out. He knows which players are are well ref- referenced and not, and, and not like himself. And I think when he sees perhaps, as we've mentioned already in this podcast, when he sees a player like Bellini and not get a chance... Um, when he sees the likes of Gerald, um, who, who, like himself, did very well in pre-season, uh, yep. we can all relive that belter he scored um, out in Switzerland, and um, he, he gets loaned out uh, to Frankfurt. Uh, that that was his reward, basically. You know, when he sees those things come up, I wonder whether that's uh, that's all helps in the build-up to him having this um, unfortunate outburst. Um, I don't. I, I, it's easy to speculate, but I wonder. If um, you know so, some something has gone on there, which w- would be a shame, because we, w- what we need to d- be at this moment in time is um, united and focused on on the tasks ahead. We have a very difficult, we have a diff- very difficult time um, piecing all this uh, together. And as as we can see from past seasons, like any any slip up that we have. Uh, when we're competing against the likes of Benfica and Porto, it could be costly. So we really need to um, get our act together, so to speak. So we need to be united for that. But, but as a coach, j- just to dwell on it a little bit, uh, with Francisco Geraldo and Pelinha, as a coach, you can guarantee players that they will start. You can say, oh, Chico, you're going to start every game if that's what he wanted. You, you, just, can't, you just can't guarantee that. I mean... From what I understand, Francisco Giraldi, he asked Sporting to leave more than 10 times. I want to leave, I want to leave, I want to leave. Maybe because Bruno Fernandes came back and all of a sudden he realized, oh, shit, if he's coming back, it means I'm not going to have a spot. You know? I, I, 
I, I think and, it's maybe it's a little bit of that, but I think it's also that sequel. I guess wasn't appreciate. He doesn't have to play. It doesn't have to necessarily be Bruno Fernandes or Shiku. It can easily been both. While you know, fucking Bataglia can play center, a center defensive mid. Bruno Fernandes can easily play as an eight. Geraldo can play as a ten, or they can sort of. Okay, I'm not expecting Pizzo to do Guardiola tactics here, but Guardiola last year had De Bruyne and and David Silva. You know, play two number tens playing as eights. You know, we can still sort of, of course, again, I'm not trying to say Pizzo can do a Guardiola, but, you know, we can still, we, we could have still figured out a way to have him in the squad. I we agree. We still gave him a shirt. It's a long like, Listen, Jadal, you're not going to start, but you're going to play. Like, I think if, I think Sporting should have did a bit more of an effort to show that we want Geralds here. Geralds was one of the few that were, you know, defending Sporting, but on top of that, on top of everything, a skillful player, you know what I mean? It, it, I, I, it's, it's. I, I find the the Gerald exiting the hardest out of even out of him and Pedding. I find Gerald exiting the, the the bitter the bitterest pill to swallow because he still ha- he has an incredible spot on this team. Look at how much running Bruno Fernandes did this year uh, or this game, I should say. Uh, ha- uh, you know, put that into account of what he did last year. A little bit of the Euros. He barely had a uh, of the World Cup. I mean, he barely had a vacation. Listen, we could have easily rotated him, and as we've seen today, Pizzo is not the type of guy to be stubborn and leave a player on because of his name. Nani, second half, you're not doing as well. Let's put in Rafinha. Let's put in Jovan. A queen of the same thing. You're not playing so well. Let's put in one of the kids, and that's what resolved the game. I think you know had maybe more of it. Of course, I'm not behind the scenes to see, but from exactly. what I get from what. For before what I get from Gerald's what what he said and even what Pizzo said, I still think that had Pizzo put a bit more effort into it, had Sporting put a bit more effort into it, I think Gerald's could have still been here. And and this midfield that you know a few of us are maybe shaky of, we would have been a bit more calm. Of I think at least in my opinion. Now listen, I agree with you, but we'll never know the 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 full truth until the player comes out and says it himself. But because there's more into it, maybe it's because he 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 was getting paid the, the lowest salary of the whole team. Apparently, his salary is very low. Um, maybe that's why one of the reasons why he was pissed off. But all everything kind kind of uh, came up when uh, Brun Fernand said he was going to come back. So, yeah. so you know. It, if you have a player that keeps on telling you, I want to leave, I want to leave, I want to leave, why would you keep him? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I happened. U- I mean, why would Pizzo lie to, to, to the fan base? He, he said he said 11 times, the, the reasons he said he was because he wants to play on a consistent basis. So, and Pizzo said, I told him, you think... Eles garantiram ter titularidade lá na Alemanha. He said the same thing to him. What guarantees you you play every game over there? So, must have been something else. I don't know. You know, because this was the golden year for Sigurdals. Especially for Sigurdals. He had a, the, the best opportunity to play in this, the Sporting A team. Yeah. But Pelinha, I'm upset too, but you know... I, Financially, I don't know. especially. 
Yeah, that was a shitty deal. I think we we must have owed Braga some money, which uh, I don't know. Apparently, they, apparently it was from the uh, Bataglia deal. Um, no, because Bataglia. This is what I heard. This is what I heard from because Bataglia rescinded his contract. The twenty percent. We signed them exactly. There was no longer there, so to pay the debt, we gave them Pelinha. Me, I, I'll go further than that. I think what Bruno Brun Carval did to Antonio Salvador kind of pissed off the president of Braga. And now, so Sporting to play nice with them, say, I know you're expecting more money from oh, Bataglia. So, that can't be it. Yeah, I'm telling I you. I used to believe that's it. Because uh, why I the think, fuck would Sporting care about Sporting Braga? Because, Especially be, a tough Sporting de Braga that can... Last year, we were lucky that they, that they lost to Rio Avros. We'd be fourth. And secondly, a Braga that can easily compete for the title with us, with Porto and Benfica this year. The Comissão de Gestão that we have now, que é o Sousa Sintra, and his, his vice presidents, I'm pretty sure they, they wanted to be gentlemen and say, hey, I know we pissed you off in the past, so we'll, we'll do a, a deal for you guys that will favor you for the mistakes of the past, which, which I think the deal is, is very shitty. Yeah. Anyway, well. Anyways, yeah. Patrick, quick thoughts on um, Gerald and Pelina leaving just before we, we move on to something else? Yeah, Pelina, not so much because obviously he's a player who um, I think for a few years now has struggled to, re- to really um, settle himself. But of course, he is someone who, in a situation that um, Sporting were in, perhaps could have been useful as a defensive midfielder. Um, certainly to compete um, with Petrovic and, and, and whoever we throw that way. Um, but Gerard was obviously for me the big disappointment because I think there was moments uh, last season where um, we relied a lot on on the brilliance of uh, Brun Fernandes and Jelson and when the team wasn't quite playing as well as, as you'd like, obviously individual brilliance is what wins you games. And sometimes I think... Um, Fernandes and Jelson were running on empty and when you have a player like Gerald, I think Gerald, uh similar to Matilj, um, they're young players who, who can who can make things happen. So it would have been nice to to have those players um to perhaps, you know, to to, to, to back us up. And obviously I think being in the squad you give them the opportunity to fight for their place. And, you know, just purely judging um uh, Gerald and what I see, I think he looks like um a good professional, and I think he would have taken the challenge. But obviously, we don't we don't really know what's happened behind the scenes. Um, but you know, ho- hopefully, he can come back and, and have another crack at it. But I don't know. Well, yeah. I'll say one. I'll say one last thing, really fast. It'll take me two yeah. seconds. Uh, also, the lack of consistency. Gerald's played the Riwav, but he didn't play well every game. He didn't play every game. He, he started a lot of games on the bench. Pedrinho, the same thing, as much as I love them, as much as I love this, those two kids, but they lack of consistency. And uh, and Pizzetti is the coach, and he, he saw something as well. That's all. Uh, I mean, maybe in Pedrinho I agree with consistency. Uh, to a degree, Gerald's as well, but I think Gerald's for the most part was of course he had his bad games every now and again for Riwav, but I think for the most part he had a great season in Riwav. Um I mean 
I mean, I, I understand Zriwav, but they, they overperformed last year. I think he was probably their best player. Um, maybe before Ruben Ribeiro left. Did you, see, did you see Bruno Fernandes today? He didn't stop running. He was, he was, a, running no, he was, a, he was an animal, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I got it. But that's, I, but that's what I'm saying. But like, that's what I'm saying. Is Sheik, was Sheik Shiraz willing to do that? To, to, pl- to play uh, offensive mid, but to go back and help the defense. Was he willing to do that? Or did the presider notice? Hey, tens que correr para trás, meu. Tá como é que é? E o levou a mal. Como... It's, it's the things that we'll never know because we're not involved in behind closed doors. But if a coach sees that, you, t- you talk to a player and you tell him, hey, you got to run back as well to help out the team. And he, he refuses to do so, you're kind of limited. Because Riwavi wasn't going back. They gave him a lot of freedom to play up front. It's these little details that fans, sometimes they don't follow up on it. I, I saw Gerard's play at Riwavi and he played well offensively. But he didn't run back and help the defense. And that's maybe why Pizzan was like, what the hell? You got to run back, buddy. That's just me no, fair. Su- a suggesting. Fair. suggesting. I-, I don't know anything concrete. I don't, I don't. Yeah, so anyway, that's it. All right. And then our last thing before moving on from this. Uh, I think we're all going to agree on this, so it'll probably be really quick. Man of the match. I'll start off first. I'll say Bruno Fernandes is easily man of the match. Goal and assist. Um, Steph, man of the match. Bruno Fernandes, but uh, Salah is right next to him because he made yeah. some crucial uh, saves at important times. Uh, Patrick? Yeah, I'd go for Bruno Fernandes as well. Up and down the pitch. Uh, a decisive um, a moment in uh, setting up Dos, cleaning the, the game up. And obviously he got a goal himself early on in an important time. So um, he'd have to go with Bruno Fernandes for this one. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, let's move on to questions before we end the podcast. And of course, my phone decides to act up now. One second. So our our question we only have one, but there's a bunch of them uh, from our boy Zepereda on Twitter. His Twitter handle is he is right here. Pereda four seven eight five at Twitter. Um, uh, so okay, uh, yes. Does anybody know what injury Viviano sustained? I figured out now it was just, it was apparently a sprain a sprain to his spine, uh, but nothing yet on how severe it was. Um, all right, he says lots of negative responses from Petrovic, starting with Patagli in the lineup as well. Do fans prefer a more offensive player instead and let Patagli play more defensive duties? Uh, Patrick, we'll go off with you. So, would you want somebody? Like a Wendell, like a Gerald, instead of Petrovic attacking more, or maybe another defensive-minded midfielder, maybe Storaro or or any other name. No, I think uh, obviously for the sporting situation right now, I think Wendell would have been the ideal person to put alongside Bataglia with Bruno Fernandes in the midfield three. Um, but long term, I think Wendell perhaps has characteristics that belong more to a. A, a neat box to box than than a deep line playmaker, which is what I think a big club like Sporting needs, especially if we want to, um, you know, if we take a player like William for example, that's the sort of player um, that Sporting needs to look at. So it's a player that can create from deep, um, but also have a bit about him as well. Um, we, without William, we get the chance to move to someone else, perhaps a little more mobile and and well rounded. Um, I think someone like uh, Milan Bedelli, uh, who, who Sporting were linked to, 
um, yeah. would have been perfect. Um, uh, obviously, he's on big wages, but perhaps um, um, in the contract that he wanted, perhaps was too long for us um, to, to afford. Um, but, you know, that's the sort of player that Sporting needs, someone who can come and collect the ball from um, the back line and find that pass in between the lines a lot quicker. Um, what, what we have with Petrovic is someone who he can he can come and, and pick the ball up, and he's okay on the ball. He's not he's not he's not an absolute dud on the, on the ball. He is decent technically, but what he'll do is he'll pass it. Um, you know, he'll find a very safe option, and like that, it's very difficult for Sporting to find um, fluidity and, and, and construct play. Um, so it's not about being defensive or offensive is more proactive on the ball and, and and more decisive. I think Sporting need to find a player like that um, that can you know begin to connect the dots and orchestrate um, Sporting's game a little more. I agree. And so do you think moving forward, do you think Wendell is that guy or do you think we still need another signing in there? To be safe, I, I would definitely go for, for a signing, but I, I don't see why um, a player like Wendell alongside someone like Bertaglia, who's obviously more uh, robust defensively, or even Storaro when once he's fully fit. Um, yeah. I think you could couple the, uh, Vendel with a guy like that, because Vendel is very good technically. And then it's just a, a matter of uh, moulding someone like Vendel into that kind of player. He's, he's a young player, and if he's willing to learn, um, then, then, then perfect. But to be safe, I would go for... Um, you know, a, a different profile in it. It doesn't have to be a, a top-class player um, for for our dimension. Just someone who who can do his job and uh, and do it well. That's all sporting require, I think. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Um, and then uh, the other question, uh, again, from Zep Pereira. Sporting uh, is, is trying to sign another striker. Um, if successful, should Pazidu adopt a more 4-4-2 lineup? And how would that lineup look, or should it still be the same lineup regardless? And Dos plays alone. Uh, so, Steph, I'll throw that off to you. We are we have been linked with Carlos Baca. I'm not too sure we will get him, but we'll see. Uh, we're also linked with the boy from um, Club Bruges, whose name has escaped me. Diaby. Um, Diaby, thank you. Uh, nonetheless, we still have Monteiro, we still have Dumbia, we still have Castanago somehow. Do you think we should adopt more of a four-four-two, Steph, or do you think we should? You know, stay the four three three and and still have Dost and whatever other striker we get is sort of a, a bench player. Well, depending on the game, uh, today was a, a game away. Typically, uh, playing at Konagus, it's very difficult. So, uh, of course, they we played a little bit more um, reserved. That's why I think Petrovic played today. He wanted to to have a a muscular midfield. Uh, he played extra defensive. Uh, let's put it that way. Um, w- Wendell, um, I like Wendell, but he's not there yet, apparently. Um, but yes, we do need another forward. So far, we only have uh, Dos, so to speak. They can they can play, and we know he's going to give us goals. Dumbia, forget about him. Uh, Castanos, forget about him. Uh, we're very limited. So, yeah, if we get Carlos Baca on a loan, holy cow, that'll be so good. Um, I hope we get him. Diaby, I don't know much about him. I mean, I, I Googled him. Decent I'm stats. not impressed. 
yeah, decent, decent, it, exactly. The, the, only thing, the only thing, sorry, just to chime it's in. It's in Belgium. That's it's too, in Belgium. But it's also, he has yeah. one season, or last season, he scored 16 goals. The season before that, mm-hmm. he scored none. And then the season before that one, he scores another, like, 15. So it's it's tough to tell from him, really. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. If, if I had a choice, I would try everything for Carlos Vaca, if we could get him. Um, but one thing I have to remind uh, Stu, what's his name? Uh, the Italian dude? Stu, Stuvaro? Stuvaro, yeah. Yeah, Stuvaro. He's injured. He's, it's an Achilles injury. Yeah. So it's going to take up to two months. So we're only going to see him around October, maybe? Yeah, maybe even November. Yeah, so, so it's like getting him in the winter season. Yeah, um, yeah basically. Because his injury, actually, he's going to take care of it in uh, in Italy with Juventus. They're yeah. going to pay for and everything. So let's forget about him for a couple months. He's not even a, a choice, a possibility yet. Uh, so they do need another midfielder. I would get a left back, someone in the midfield, like Patrick said, someone that they can connect the, the dots. Uh, Patrick was right on on that. We don't have that yet. Somebody with a long vision like William Carvalho. Um, and and we need at least one more forward, and I'm I'm even going to say two more forwards. Um, I would like to get somebody like Kutomane, um Pinheiro, somebody big, and somebody fast, um, like nearby maybe this the the kid from uh, from Bruges might be the answer. We shall see. Um, but besides that, the, the tactics, when we play away, I'm expecting to see Bas basically by himself, unless we find ourselves losing, and then he has to change it back to a different tactic to win the game. And then at home, we'll play with two, maybe with two forwards, more comfortable because we'll play at home. And that's typically what coaches, coaches do anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I agree 100%. And the uh, last question isn't really a question. It's just a comment. Uh, he says, Sporting weren't particularly impressive with the passing at 65%. Uh, both wide wingers didn't factor much. Field was narrow and in bad conditions. It was the central players who had more impact. Overall, not a bad way to start. Not a bad to start away. Uh, um, agree with you, Zeh. Thank you for interacting with us. Everybody else wants to interact with us. Uh, go through our Twitter page at Sporting160EN. On Twitter. Um, and I guess we'll end it there. Anything else everybody wants to say, Steph? Uh, yes, there's, uh, there's an important thing that we need to talk about, which is the, uh, the ladies' uh, Champions League. Ah, claro. Yes, okay. Modalidades, so... quase que sim. No, no, no way. This is not a... Just, just the ladies? Okay. The, just the ladies, yeah, because the modalities, they haven't started the seasons yet, so... Fair. Uh, but our ladies, they're in group number 10 of the Champions League. They're trying to get a spot for the final phase of uh, of the Champions League. Um, so we uh, in group 10, we're in second place with three points. Uh, we lost the first game against uh, a team from Norway, 3-2. We were up by 2-1, and then they tied the game, and they scored a late, late goal, and yeah. they won. And then we... Unlucky. Yeah, I know. Against uh, uh, Aval... Evaldus. It's Nums the Norwegian, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> and then we won uh, against the home team uh, from Croatia, Ocheseski. Yep. 
também é um nome assim complicado. But we won three nothing, and uh, the, our ladies they'll play again tomorrow, yeah. uh, at eleven o'clock our time, um, against the uh, dragon. Ah, that's easy to say, you see. So, <laughs> so the 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 first ones, the 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 winners, the group winners. So there's ten groups will automatically qualify. There's already the, the top twenty seated. They're already qualified. So the the ten that will win the group will make it thirty, and then the best two second places will make it as well. So if Sporting, if our ladies finish in second place, they depend on a lot of things: goal average and all. It's not the the games in between; it's goal average surely. So we need to win by a lot of goals the last game. Yeah, and then luckily. We might, if they finish second with a lot of goals, one of the, you know, then they qualify. But uh, it's been some good games, and they played on Sporting TV. Yeah. So if you have, if you guys have Sporting TV, I do. So you know how. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. I hope the ladies make it. And um, they've, they've been playing well. I've been catching a few games. Lev Zinger, aka uh, Diana Silva. Uh, she she got a chip the other day, and I think that's what inspired Bazdos today. To be honest, what a goal! <laughs> yeah, the MVP has been uh, it's been Anna Borges. She's been playing really well. Also, our number six, uh, Caroline Baldwin. She's been yeah. play, she's been balling and and uh, you know uh, winning a lot of balls. Uh, then Sharon, uh, she's been scoring a lot of goals. The other American, um, but the whole team, Patricia Muraz, been right on to. The whole team has been playing well. Yeah. Um, I hope they win tomorrow, and then we just gotta cross our fingers and see if they finish first in the group, which I don't think so because the most complicated team won against us. Um, and um, and then I hope they finish one of the best seconds of out of the ten groups. Yeah, and that's all I got, man. All right. Uh, and then just a quick shout out to Nelson Evra too, who's a European champion as well in the long jump. Um, and that is it, Patrick. Thank you very much for joining us here at Sporting One Sixty. Absolute pleasure. You're a man who knows his football. Um, thank you. Thank, thank you very you. much from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. No, really, really, thank you because Patrick's time is one o'clock in the morning. It's two thirty <laughs> now. Um, wow, well, two thirty now. Yeah, so. <laughs> We really she, thank she you. Come, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, thanks so. a lot. I hope you're not waking up your parents. Nah, not yet. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. Thank you so much for accepting our invitation. It's all right. Okay. Thanks for having me again. All right. That is the end of uh, Sparting 160EN podcast number 15. Again, thank you, Steph. Thank you to all our listeners, all our Twitter followers, everybody that interacts with us. Thank you, Zach. Um, thank you, Zach, exactly, for all the questions. Yeah. Um, and Forza Sporting. Viva Sporting. Viva Sporting, oh my God. <laughs>